Let's do this. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Hello, Twitter world. How's it going out there in Twitter world? I sh- we shouldn't say Twitter world. We should just say listeners. Oh, listeners. We should say listeners. We have, it's a podcast. Well, right? it's partially a podcast. It also has to be other things as well. Well, that's the good thing about human beings. We're a lot of different things. Anyways, hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's The Writer's Block. My name is Brandon Morehouse. And I'm Jake Flukiger. And, yeah, we have a lot to talk about. And this is our season one finale. Which makes me so sad in so many ways. It's so sad, but at the same time, I'm like, season one, like, We've been going since the end of January. Which is just insane to look back and think on. Like, I was going through a bunch of our previous episodes and everything the other day, and it's just, it's impressive that we we've, have that many episodes. We've covered so many topics, and we've, it, it, we've had a really great discussion in all of them. I mean, uh, they've all been really great discussions. So, I'm really happy, and I know we just... Just take some time off. There's nothing wrong with that, right? There's nothing wrong with taking a minute and taking a breather yes. and taking coming back all fresh and new. Ooh, the way you said that sounded really weird. Well, I am really weird, so I'm not sure that that's either here or there. <laughs> Between the two of us, I mean, you're like normal. <laughs> not normal by any means. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> I don't know I if mean, I would call we're it. authors, right? Like, we're authors, we're just abnormal to begin with, so that's... Yeah, I don't know if Let's I would call that. either one of us normal in Quote, any... Unquote, normal. In any sense. <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Which, fine, whatever. Own it, right? Yeah. I know we have a lot to talk about, but just as a reminder, if you'd like to join in the conversation, please hit that mic button in the bottom of your screen and you can get in. If you have technical issues, which it, it seems like we do on every episode, every we'll focus on that for season two. We will. We'll figure out all the glitches. And if we don't, we'll just keep on apologizing. Yeah, we'll apologize. And if you have a question, please put it in the chat. We will get to it. I know Jake and I both... We scroll through that as as we have our discussion, right? Jake, yeah. how's your week been? Um, this week is good. I am actually, like we joked about earlier, I am on location. I'm Ooh. actually on vacation uh, with my family, so a little bit different for me this week. Uh, I'm down about six hours south of where I normally live, and um, gross. I'm at the lake, so gross. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know what to say to that. I'm sorry. I don't know. Like, good on you. Thank you for taking that the time away from the family. I know you've had a lot of family time lately. Oh, it has. It has been a lot of family oh, time lately. So, but good on you for spending time with your family. Thank you, oh. um, Brandon. How has your week been? It's been hotter than shit here. Oh my god, it's been hot. Like. It's been upper 90s all week and high humidity. Like, it's just been it's been better than last week. Last week was the week that all my stuff got stolen. So, I mean, when you compare it, it's been a step up. Um, it's, it's, it's been a good week comparatively, we, right? Well, I mean, we had a family close, uh, 
family friend die this past week, but... Which is always sad. That's sad. But I don't want to bring the room down. Let's just move on from that. Okay. Yeah, it's been okay. hot. It's been one of those hots where it's like, close the blinds, close the curtains. Like, we've just... So it's... Holy crap. Yeah. David just said that it's 112 degrees in their neck of the woods. David, where are you at? Jesus. Somewhere where it's 112 degrees. Well, that's like, <laughs> fucking hot. But okay. I don't know if I could handle that. <laughs> like, I, I like see, I'm, I'm going to say something so Midwestern, and Jake makes fun of me all the time because the stuff that comes out of my mouth, he's like, God, you're so Midwestern. It's ridiculous it just is i'm sorry <laughs> no it is because i i acknowledge it i'm like yeah that's very midwestern like is that a dry heat or is that... <laughs> west texas so i'm guessing that that is not a dry heat <laughs> i'm west texas i feel like that would be a little bit of a dry heat whatever compared to, compared to your like 95% humidity, it probably is a bit dry for you. But I would prefer, I can deal with the heat. It's just the fucking humidity is gross. Like, whew. Okay. Well, yeah. You just, you know, just got to roll with it. Sweating my balls off when I'm outside working. And it's just like, well, I guess I'm not having to do cardio today. Like, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Uh, yeah, so, if you haven't noticed, we're pretty, pretty blunt on this show, we don't... We don't hold back. We don't hold back. At least Brandon doesn't hold back. I don't hold back, I... Yeah, fuck that, that's bullshit. Uh, (laughs) but as Am likes to say, I'm the comic relief, apparently. You are a dork. That is right. I own that. Okay, so, as usual, Jake... We trade off with a topic that the other person doesn't know about. This week, it's Jake's turn to hit me with something. So, Jake, please hit me with your best shot. I okay. I almost, okay. I, I almost sang that. <laughs> I, am, I am glad that you... I, here's the thing. Brandon has a great voice. He's uh, he's very, very good. And so if he had sung that, it would have been delightful. And all of you would have been like, ah, the angels are singing. Um, but frankly, being as this is a podcast, I am hoping that we will avoid the musical numbers. I mean, I'm gay. I know you're gay. I know <laughs> that. But not all of our audiences, Brandon... And I got frankly, that. you're you're barely gay. You don't even like ABBA, so wow, you don't, just you don't wow. Get a judge like that. Step back, step back. To clarify, it's not that I don't like ABBA. It's just that ABBA's not very high on the list. Let's be very. Clear Let's just that. move on from that topic because that's you're gonna trigger me. <laughs> like something. All right, else. Brandon, go ahead. So there is this marvelous thing that a lot of people don't know about that are called the Darwin Awards. And this is... is, uh, And this is sad. People have died. But it's it's these awards that are given to people who have taken themselves out of the gene pool. Um, In in very (laughs) fascinating ways. And there's actually... You can get a whole book on it. Like there, okay. the Darwin Awards are given out like every year, and you can get like some of like the best of in book form. I might so, have to seeing as we're authors, you might need to get that book because it's get that book. 
it's kind of hilarious. So, Brandon. Yes. Can you think of any Darwin Awards that maybe should be given? Oh my in god, the recent, yes. oh <laughs> In my the god. recent times. So, this, if anyone has been paying attention to the news, it's all about the Titanic submersible right now. That fucking submarine that that stupid billionaire made. Now, he made why it, is he? Why is this billionaire stupid? Because he made it on the cheap. Like it's not, it's not well built. And he's like, the interview is like, oh yeah, I got this from the, you know, what is it, a camping world? And I'm like, dude, I don't, you don't, you're going two and a half miles down, and. I was obsessed with Titanic, like I think a lot of us were after the movie came out. So I know a lot of weird things about the Titanic. But I'm like, I, um, I feel bad because if you if they are alive, right? I feel because they're sitting if they're sitting at the bottom of the the ocean, it's pitch black. There you can't see. There's barely there's barely a bathroom. Like the, I do feel bad for them, but then I'm just reminded of myself, mm, Darwinism. Like I just. <laughs> I, I at that point I'm like, well, duh! You paid two hundred and fifty thousand dollars when the CEO of this company has openly said safety is not really one of our biggest concerns. Oh, for fuck's wow. sake! Just wow! So that's probably who I would give it out to at this point. And and we would not give a special award to the orcas, right? See the orcas the are just upri- the orcas are just uprising. <laughs> that's different. That's a whole. As long as it's different, that's, we're good. <laughs> that's different. What about you, Jake? Do you have one that you would um, give a Darwin award it to? I am just going to share really quick one of the ones that I thought was hilarious from the book when I read it, and that was these two brothers saw this bee's nest, like a hornet's nest, outside of their living room window and they decided that they were going to get rid of the hornets and so they got a stick of m80 stop it stop and lit it and put it like secured it to the hornet's nest and then they went inside the house and stood in front of the picture window (gasps) to watch the explosion now here's the funny part they didn't die from the explosion, although it blew out, like, every single window in their house and everything. Oh, yeah. They died because they were allergic to the hornets. Oh, for The hornets day. got upset like, and stung them. That's like, uh, what is it, My Girl? All over. Like, yeah, that's like, all uh, over again, right? All over. Anyway, oh, I wow. found that one a bit comical. I mean, it's a morbid kind of funny, but it's... It is a more. It is definitely a morbid kind of funny. Wow. And the fact that I like that kind of morbid funny is just weird. Off-brand, off I'll say. Off-brand is a great way to put that's, that. <laughs> that's, like, my kind of funny. Like, people expect that out of me. They expect you, like, a Marge Simpson, where they're like, that's not okay. Like, yeah. <laughs> anyways, let's get on with today's topic today. Jake, what are we talking about? We are talking about protagonists in all of their glory. And I think this is a great topic to dive into because so many people don't necessarily um, 
either A, don't understand the concept of the protagonist or don't understand how to write a really good protagonist. Okay, well, let's let's just start at the beginning. And okay. So, Jake, what is, and we're going very basics on this one, what is a protagonist? Okay, so a protagonist is your good guy main character. Okay. That's, like, the simple version of that. And I'm sure there's, like, a major, like, definition of a good protagonist, but I don't have one for you. So is that, like, your anti-hero? Can your anti-hero be the protagonist? An anti-hero can be the protagonist. You okay. just can't have your protagonist be your antagonist. An antagonist is, like, the bad guy. In oh, of course, terms. yeah. Okay. In simple terms. Okay. So who is your favorite protagonist? Ooh, I knew you were going to ask that the moment no, before you, you did. No, no, you didn't. The moment before liar. you did it, I was like, crap, I have got to, like, come up with something. Um, so just from, like, what we were talking about earlier when I was giving you book suggestions, one of my favorite protagonists um, is, is from um, on, the, the Goose Girl series. <laughs> okay. Uh, and like if you if you have read the books they are amazing each of the um protagonists in those books is so well written so strong um it's very uh girl power okay which i love okay so what makes what is it about that character that makes them a well written and well rounded protagonist okay so the one of the things that i love is that the main character has flaws they're not this picture perfect protagonist and to have really interesting protagonists you want them to be something that someone that has some flaws someone that has you know that that feels very human right because we cannot connect with people that are not or protagonists that are not um i i feel like they they in addition to having the character arc yes they grow yes they they progress as a as a person but i care about the protagonist from the beginning through the journey and to the end so, to clarify, because you said people, a protagonist can also be animals or... Yes, yes, yeah. yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. Um, okay, so we want them to have flaws. We don't want them to have, like, there's that... I call it the Superman complex, because Superman in the early days was, like, this picture perfect, and there was nothing wrong with him. And you see him evolve over time, where he starts having these, like, issues, right? Except for his yes. personal thing. Yeah. Um, so what what can we do as authors or writers or storytellers or creators, whatever you want to fucking call us, um, that makes our characters a good protagonist? Okay, so to write a good protagonist, and again, anybody jump on here and speak up if you have an opinion, if you have a thought, if you have anything else. Um, jump on here because it's way more fun to have a discussion than just Brandon and I talking as cool as we are. Ouch. Uh, Andres, go ahead. 
Okay, I got a couple of things. Um, I am starting a novel where the protagonist is the antagonist. Ooh, um, okay. And it's it's basically about this this person is talking in the first person, which is something I usually don't do. Okay. He's, talk, he's talking to the audience, but he's also the audience is also overhearing his conversation. Where after about middle of the first chapter, after chapter one, I haven't figured it out yet. You find out he's talking to a therapist, a psychologist. Okay. Because the psychologist starts chiming in with questions and stuff like that. And I haven't figured out the main character's name yet. But when I do, the title is going to be Deconstructing and then the character's name. So okay. it'll say Deconstructing Steve or something like that. So you're going through the journey of where he's going through his uh, psych, uh, psychiatric, um, uh, his mental health um, um, therapy sessions. Yeah. And, and uh, you're getting to know the character. But as the story goes along towards the end, it gets darker and deeper and all that stuff because you're only here uh overhearing the conversation between him and his therapist and you're getting to know him through his therapy sessions later on you will find out that um the twist in the novel is he happens to be a serial killer who's in prison okay yeah, okay and they're they're trying to pick his brain to make him to to see what makes him tick and i haven't decided yet if he's going to kill the uh, therapist or if he's just uh, whatever, but he gets, he gets more and more darker and evil, the more the therapist pushes his buttons. So that's, that's an example of where the protagonist can be the antagonist. Okay. So what makes them a protagonist then instead of the, just an antagonist? Well, what makes him the protagonist is you're getting to know him through his life. He's he's portraying himself in a certain manner. Like I said, it degrades and it gets darker and darker. He, You kind of have sympathy for him in the beginning type of thing because he's okay. relaying some stories uh, from his past. But see, not all all his therapy sessions are going to be about his murders. He's going to talk, the very first chapter, he's going to talk about a, a date he had um, with a girl he thought he, uh, that was out of his league, and she broke it off because he didn't know how to handle it because... His parents weren't very helpful to go ask, and his siblings already left the house. So there, there was a disconnect between his family and himself. And so he was a, kind of a loner in his own family. Not intentionally, it just kind of happened that way. You'll find that out, too. Gotcha. And then, so that, that, that kind of makes him protagonist. You get to know him. There's some very sweet moments and stuff. But like I said, it gets darker and darker and darker to where about three-quarters of the way in the novel, uh, you're going to start hearing about maybe his first kill. Okay. So uh, I, want, I want the readers to be sympathetic to the protagonist so much that when they hear the first kill, it's like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. No, no. And I love that. And here's the thing. You're setting 
your main character up as a protagonist by creating sympathy and giving us things that we want to root for. Um, even the worst protagonist has to have something, a save the cat moment where they do something that is redeemable in the eyes of the reader. Now, that doesn't have to hold true for the entire story, like what you're saying, Andres, with having three quarters of the way through have it where there's a twist. But in order for you to really hook your readers, there has to be something redeeming about that character. And you are doing that simply by getting these kind of sob stories at the very beginning. Yeah, um, also... um... Uh, two other, uh, one other point and a question. So yeah. the other point, the other point is your protagonist can also be an inanimate object, not just an animal or a person. If you're if you're portraying um, an inanimate object, say like a house, and you're care, you're giving it uh, human feelings and stuff then that could be your protagonist as well. Like, uh, say it's about to be condemned and torn down, and it just talks about how the neighborhood deteriorated or whatever. And, you know, so that could be a protagonist. Yep, there's um, a famous old picture book about that. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yep. It's <laughs> okay, so, and then the question I have is, can there be a group of protagonists? Say like you're writing a story about five individuals and you're telling each of their five stories all in the same novel. <laughs> so can, can they all be protagonists? So Brandon, I heard you chuckle there for a I second. giggle because I was like, Jake's gonna pass this one to me because I, I know, yes, yes, you can do that. It's all written on your point of view because like with mine, New Age Gods, um, then, and then uh, we, uh, sorry, I got struck there for a second. Uh, you do have different points of view and you do have protagonists. A lot, a, a lot, lot of different points of view. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> 17 in the first book. But yeah, so you can have multiple protagonists in, in your um, story. Now, granted though, there will be a protagonist who stands out above the others who gets more time than the others who will become your main protagonist for all intents and purposes or somebody that the story could be said to be from their perspective yeah um, yeah uh anayat i know you had your hand up i'm sorry we didn't get to you super quick but go right ahead you're you're all good um I just wanted to say, I was just scrolling through Pinterest. Give me a second. Um, I disagree that the characters need to have some kind of, what was the word you said? Redeeming quality. Redeeming quality, that one. Um, I think that's entirely dependent on the character arc you have to set out for the character. Um, if you want them to be redeemable, sure. If you want them to be morally gray and murder people for a living, sure. Um... I guess, it, like, because characters can have a negative um, arc as well, rather than being the good person who sends into madness. Um, mm -hmm. So it depends on how you're just writing it, in my, in my belief. No, I, 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 I agree with it. Because you have to, I think it's more, 
you kind of understand where that character is coming from. I don't want to say it's a redeeming quality. And I think of like um, Deadpool is the one I think of like that. Like he's killing all these people left and right, but you can see where he's coming from because he, he has a valid in his character. He has validation behind it and he can justify those killings. If that makes sense. Okay. And and hopefully I'm explaining that properly. Yeah, and even if even if the person is a killer, and that I'm not saying that they can't be, what mm. I am saying though is that if you have a miserable, awful, just off the wall, horrible character, there is nothing to inspire your reader to keep following that journey. Uh, see, I would Spite. disagree with I would disagree with that because I want to know okay. how. See, but I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a character for like I like a bad guy. I love a good bad guy. And I think there's this rise of why are they a bad guy? What makes them a horrible person? Why is this so and so and like why do they do that? Disney's doing it right now with all their like villain backstories and shit like that. And it's but just all of all of their bi- villain backstories are changing their villain into a protagonist. But they beca- but they are a villain. Right, so we can justify their actions, even though they're not redeemable. Like, this villain's killing people. They can't redeem themselves for that, but they, as a character, can justify it in their head. And that justification, if put forward well enough to the audience, is a redeeming quality. Mm, I would kindly disagree with you on that one. It's like, oh, you're shit. allowed to kindly disagree as long oh, as you know I'm that going, I'm right I don't give a mid- shit if I'm allowed to or not. <laughs> I'm going to disagree with you on that one. No, I totally unless get we're it. thinking, I think we might be like, when you say redeeming qualities, I think in my head, I'm saying you're saying redeeming. And it's like, oh, they can become a good guy, right? Not, not that they can become a good book guy. I, I think I'm that's where we're, that. we're kind of getting our wires crossed. It's not that they can redeem themselves. It's I'm saying they can justify it in their own actions. I'm just saying if the bad guy is a serial killer and they have, you know, they've murdered 19 people, but they swerve to avoid hitting a rabbit, that's a redeeming quality. Like, is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, okay. Em, what did you want to say? Hannibal Lecter. Okay, tell me about Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter Ooh. is like the ultimate antagonist. But he's smooth, okay. and even though there are absolutely no redeeming qualities about him, you still follow him all the way through the movie because you can't wait to mm-hmm. see what he does next. Okay, but that's an antagonist, and we're talking about protagonist. I was just... (laughs) No, I'm just giving you a hard time. Jake, you back (laughs) off of him. She's just adding to the conversation. She is adding to the conversation, and I would say that a lot of these antagonists that we're discussing, a lot of these rules don't apply as much as as when we're dealing with a protagonist. But I think... so let's go ahead and let's go with, like, um, this one I don't know a ton about, but what about uh, Dexter? I've never seen that fucking show. Oh, that's tragic. Oh. <laughs> I feel so judged right now. And I'm okay with it. Like, yeah, I've Just never a little it. bit. Just a little bit. 
Um, I know, yeah, keep going. Dexter is interesting because he hunts the bad guys while he, him himself being a quote-unquote bad guy. So he, he hunts people who... He hunts, not haunts. He might do both, actually. Um, hunts people down who don't have the same moral standing to withhold their impulses because he has the impulses to do bad things cut people up kill them you know but he was taught by his father to have like a moral philosophy behind it attack the people who attack people basically and if they're if they can't rectify their ways if they if they will say go to prison for murdering people come out and murder more people guess what murder them um it's it's an interesting philosophy but you see like because i mean some people like uh, when others go out in the confines of the law, you know, sometimes law disappoints people. And mm-hmm. here Dexter is being the backup. <laughs> like, well, oh, that failed? I got you. So people I, I, like... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish your thought. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, so people are, are um, pro- like not, attra- not attracted, but like prone to like supporting him and his efforts. Well, I think I think it's all in the point of view that it's written. So if you're if you're telling the story from that person's point of view in their mind, they're going to be the protagonist. I'm doing the right thing. Cause I'm upholding the law, not necessarily the law, but I, I'm upholding moral standards. I'm up, I'm doing, I'm going beyond what the law can do from their point of view. They are the protagonist, but from an outside perspective, they're an antagonist. So I think that plays a big key, a key in it, right? That, that plays a big part. I agree with you on that part because Dexter, he was he was killing people who are definitely objectively bad. So, mm-hmm. but if you go over to Joe from the TV show You, where he was just stalking all his love interests, oh. g- my guy, <laughs> he he's a protagonist of the show, but he is not someone you want to root for. I, I, I mean, some people do, but I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I get him, get him. <laughs> a pretty face does a lot to help with uh, people's moral compass. So <laughs> he is such like, a pretty face. Like, it was, it was <laughs> like, like you watched it because, like, you're like, like I watched it because I wanted to see his mindset, like how he, like how he, like deluded himself into thinking this person was the right one for him, and they love him no matter what. And meanwhile, he's just like, oh, but I'm gonna kill you, but I love you for it. I'm like what? Um, <laughs> so watching that that former protagonist go from the, because we saw him when he's introduced us, he's just a regular guy, like, hey, you, like, which okay, that's creepy to begin with, but it wasn't like so. It was internal dialogue, and everyone's keeping with internal dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but his character arc just continually got more and more neg- negative as the the season went on, and then more seasons came, so it got even worse. Yeah, <laughs> um, don't, don't give any spoilers <laughs> out there, because I haven't finished the last season, so... I haven't seen the last season, so we're okay. good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. We're good on that. So, so he got progressively worse in his. Meanwhile, Dexter got better as far as arcs go when you're focusing on the character and their, I guess, redeemable qualities. I mean, if, if we're going off the word redeemable, um, Dexter, quote-unquote, <laughs> did love his partners. <laughs> love the, love is love is a loose term in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> but as oh my far, gosh, as far I love as it. understanding, yes. <laughs> Me- um, 
I'm going to jump in here and say that David is a horror writer, and he says that empathy is the key. You have to make the reader get into the protagonist's shoes. It's not enough for the character to justify it. The reader has to justify it. Right. And I'm guessing that that's what we're talking about with not only with with the main character on you and Dexter, Hannibal Lecter, any of that is is the writer convincing the reader that yes, this is plausible. Yes, this is something that we should get behind. Yes. Yes, empathy. That that definitely works. We were talking a couple of episodes ago about two-dimensional, three-dimensional characters, and I think empathy is the key to that part. Um, oh my god! When you're bringing in the protagonist, I fell out what? of my chair in happiness from that. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> yes. Because you so you you said a couple episodes ago, and it's marvelous, and it makes us so happy. <laughs> Love that. You guys scared me for a second. I'm like, fell out of chair. <laughs> oh my god, he fainted. He, who knows his address? <laughs> we'll we'll come rescue you. Stay calm. <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Sorry. No, you're all good. Um. But yeah, empathy is what brings the character to life and in a reader's mind. So that's um, definitely something to aim for when you're writing these characters, unless you want them to be Joe from you. <laughs> um, go ahead and jump Damn, on here. Dexter kind of is the, in the same area as my, my, my characters in my book. To me, he's an anti-hero. He's and is the anti-hero a protagonist? Sometimes the anti-hero can be the protagonist, especially when he serves the greater good. I love it. I mean, I love think it. I about love Venom. Okay, tell us about Venom. I mean, since you guys are, you know, all into the uh, hero genre, Venom is... I mean, I am. I don't know if Jake is. Well, everybody's probably watched Venom for the most part. <laughs> Um, I've watched it like six times. I mean, he, <laughs> he, he started out not such a great character, but he kind of gained a little bit of morality to where he'd only eat the bad guys. Which is so a big that deal, right? makes him an anti-hero. I mean, it's Tom Hardy, so he can do whatever he I'll, I'll just enter right there he can do whatever he wants to yeah let's fun. stop right there <laughs> <laughs> let's not go on with that part of the conversation uh, it's tom hardy for god's sakes look at the man like jesus <laughs> you're gonna get no you know i'm just I'm, like yeah, yeah. I, I can't <laughs> and i had have on here did you have a comment <laughs> I had a question. So what's the difference between an anti-hero and a vigilante or a morally gray character? Ooh. Those are all excellent questions. A vigilante is going after someone for a specific purpose. Someone in their family. Let's say Vin Diesel's, um, what was his movie, where his whole family was killed and he went after the people who killed his family. A vigilante is going after someone specific. An anti-hero sees it as a cause. I did not know it's that. An, it's an entire 
they, they see the entire injustice and they aim to solve the injustice. Like in my book, my ghost, he goes after people who are at the higher crust of child trafficking. And he takes them out. So, <clears throat> yes, he is, by all accounts in the law world, he's a serial killer. But, but in the eyes of the common man, he is serving justice. I like that. So, do all protagonists serve justice in one way or another? Brandon, I any mean, thoughts on that? I think, again, this goes back to their... I mean, I don't know, that's a tough one. I think it, it's in their mind, right? Like, it, it's their perspective on that of, yeah, I, I serve this because the law can't do it, right? Like, I, I'm going to go to Batman on this one. Batman's a vigilante. He goes after... You know, he, he works kind of outside the law, but then he turns them in as needed. So, I, I get, I mean, yeah, I guess. Okay, okay, cool. <laughs> so, here's a question for the group at large. Um, what makes these characters, whether they are anti-heroes or just an all-around, like, knight in shining armor, what makes them compelling characters? Anybody can speak up. Don't be shy. They get into the hearts and minds of the reader. Okay. I mean, they have to. Going back, I mean, so going back to what David was saying about empathy and obviously talking about when we were doing our three-dimensional characters, that's a very big deal for um, these protagonists that we have for, for our stories. Uh, Andres, yes. Well, you have to give them really, really good depth into their character. Uh, you can't just write a cardboard cutout character and expect people to sympathize. To fall in love with them and swoon all over them. Again, I think that people get away with that sometimes in um, movies and TV shows just because they put a pretty face to it. Um, I am definitely a sucker for a pretty face, and I will follow that character just about anywhere. You would. I know. I know. It's so Which bad. So bad. Chris has his hand up. That's Go ahead, me and Jason Momoa. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Oh, my. You just described a serial killer's victim. I know, right? I... I would be the first person dead in the horror movie. I would be the first victim for the serial killer. I would just be dead, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, because you would be like, let's pick up this hobo that's wielding this hatchet and take him like no, no, you hold would on, be that hold guy. On, hold on, like... hold on, hold on. Let <laughs> us take a moment, because I was literally summoned here. Let us take a moment <laughs> to point out Jake, you you would survive the horror movie because I... it is a classically standing trope. Gay guys are smarter than most people in horror movies. We don't do the stupid <sighs> shit in horror movies. We ain't got time for that. See, I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't watch horror movies. We don't got time so for that. This is this is very comforting to me. <laughs> hear me out, man. Yeah, so if you're in a, if you're in a dark it. house that you don't belong in, and you hear a scary noise in the basement. Are you going to go down to the basement to look to see what the scary noise was, or are you going to nope that and put something in front of the door? 
Well, the problem is, is what happens if it's not my house and the 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 water is running or something? And it's I a creepy abandoned it. house you're not supposed to be in. That's rumored to be haunted. Well, I wouldn't be there in the first place. I would well, be see, out having my romantic adventure. Chris, he wouldn't make it. We all know he wouldn't make it. <laughs> I really this is why like gay it. people survive <laughs> horror movies. Because we, we go into this haunted house and hear the from the basement. And we're like, no, nah, bitch, I ain't got time for that. Bye. No, fuck that. I'm moving on. Mm-mm, out. Mm-mm. <laughs> Y'all three people have fun dying. I'm gone. <laughs> oh, dear. That's the real gay agenda, just to survive in a horror movie. That's good. That's good to know. It's good to know where I need uh, to be placing my uh, <laughs> my priorities. I don't know about I'm, you know I'm the blonde. <laughs> you know what? Somebody somebody's got to design design a horror movie board game to see who's the last person to survive. That sounds like a good game. Actually, I would play that. Like, I would absolutely. Is is that kind of like a D and D thing though? Like. Where we just kind of twist a little bit and we have dice and we have to roll stuff. Cause like either way, I think that's kind of a fun idea. I sure I, why not? That is exactly why you're going to be one of the first ones to die. Why would you play a game? We've seen Jumanji, we've seen <laughs> we've seen Ouija board. Hey now, hey now. I've, I've made a board game before. I'm going to play a board game where I'm most likely going to be haunted because it's horror themed. Why would you? <laughs> I just, you have to go with it, Anaya. You just have to go with it because I am, uh, M might be blonde, but I am blonde and I was a cheerleader and I just am the most like trusting person ever. So, you know, there, there's just a lot would, going against me right now. It's like, oh no, let's run upstairs. Like, no, motherfucker. I'm not Why are you running up there? runs down the trail. I'm running into the woods and hiding in a bush. Right. Yes. Yes. Oh, here, here's the thought. Make the make the um, horror game like a D&D game with a Ouija board attached. <laughs> oh, my God. You're getting funnier and funnier. <laughs> oh, my God. We're just going to be summoning all sorts of evil, aren't we? Holy shit. Oh, my I gosh. Love to take I mean... Through. To a haunted house and just spend the night with you guys. That would be I hilarious. I would never go respectfully. I, <laughs> I will. I will interject. I will interject real quick to just point out when Brandon made the comment about we're just summoning all kinds of evil shit. Honey, I got summoned here. He literally tagged me and told me to get in the call. Into the, into the call. I did. I let's clarify. I did not tag you. Jake I tagged did. me and said you better be getting in here. <laughs> So you've already summoned like the worst evil you can possibly summon to this conversation. So we're fine. I disagree. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's, that's we cute. should have a war of spirits here. Oh dear. <laughs> that's my cue to go. <laughs> no, it's like I'm out. Oh, this is too much. So, so about protagonists. Bless Jake. Oh yeah. He's gonna try to bring us all the way back around. I mean, we're on the season finale. Let's just have some fun with it. I mean, yeah, own it, right? It's um, the season finale, and you didn't tell me. I would have been here so much earlier. We have been saying it all week. Literally haven't been here all week, so it's yeah, well, not my fault. That's not my fault. That's that sounds like a you issue, not me. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> wow. Laugh track and everything. Um, 
I David says, this is why Choose Your Own Adventure is so much fun. I will second that. I love Choose Your Own Adventure. Uh, I've never done a Choose Your Own Adventure. <laughs> Ever. I, choose Your Own Serial Killer? What? Yeah, something like that. Like, I think there is a big market for this. We should totally jump on this. Um, Hear me out. I have the name for it already. Okay. So you should just call it This Is How You Die. This is it. That is brilliant. This is how you die. And people would eat that up. I think there's a I think there's a big market for this. Hands down, there's a big market for this. Um and, uh, with your monopoly pieces, you'd have swords and guns and blunt object blunt instruments. See, and we can go we should do like an advanced version of clue where there's multiple mur murders. You don't just have to solve one, you have to solve all of them. See, well, I was I was thinking go a different different route and be like, you are the it's the board game, but every character is based on a serial killer. Bes yeah. well, as long, Brandon, as you're not putting in those words of the day. Bes besides the, <laughs> the um, Besides the D&D &D aspect and the Ouija board, you could always have books, little cliff notes of voodoo for dummies, and then you got to make somebody rolls a dice and has to make a voodoo doll and has to snatch a piece of hair from the person to their right and put it in the doll and then, you know, stuff like that. See, this is the type of conversation that needs to happen every single time that we have one of these shows, even if we get off topic, because it's just fun. Just know that I will always support you all from a very good distance. <laughs> oh, bless I, you. I'm going to support you from over here. Like. <laughs> and I hit, you and I can sit over in the corner. It will be fine. That's we'll fine. Let them deal with what they're dealing with. You know what, actually... Wrapping back into this, you know it would be a really funny like horror comedy. What? Um, have like some evil entity in like a haunted house where like just a bunch of LGBT folks show up for like a weekend, and the entire movie like is the the uh the evil thing that lives in the house trying to murder the people, but like the LGBT community is too smart for that shit and they just can't fucking kill anybody, and it's just a comedy of errors. So there, there, there is a movie about that. Um, it's some, it's called. I think it's an all gay uh, movie and uh, with all gay characters and everything. And it's uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's I believe it's on Tubi or whatever. But it's like this uh, demented mother and her daughter run this hotel, and then they kill people off, and then these these gay characters they're like hooking up and having sex and of course they die because they're they're too busy hooking up <laughs> I love it, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> there's there's this movie called the blackening which is the same premise but everyone's black and they're like well we can't all die first <laughs> <laughs> exactly i want to oh see that so god. bad i saw the trailers for it oh my god I <laughs> So like, that's like the same kind of horror comedy concept that I'm really interested in. I usually hate horror because, you know, what if it comes after me next? Right? So, so I'm like, okay, well, this is a horror comedy, so I can just laugh my way to death. So it's fine. 
That see, see that Jake would not even watch any of those movies. He would. I would not watch any of those movies. I would be like, I can barely watch Jurassic Park without crying. <laughs> and so, oh, I had to, what movie was it that Santa Jaws? There it is. Oh, I honey. did. Okay, I made it through Santa Jaws, and by the way, the protagonist on Santa Jaws was really crap. Um, well, I mean. It, the Nate Santa Jaws alone, you don't expect high quality stuff on that one, Mike. I mean, I expect you to have a protagonist. <laughs> if you were going to call a movie Santa Jaws, you better back it up with something. And so, steer clear of my. So Jake, movie. yes. So Jake, yes. I just need to inform you. You need to watch Velocipriest. I, we, we have talked about that one. Please don't say you just brought up a dinosaur. Yes. <laughs> Velocipriest. Chris, you know Velocipriest. <laughs> Velocipriest is amazing. It's horribly. It's you thought Santa so bad, but it's so yes. good because of how bad it is. So Does bad. it have like, a good protagonist? Well, he's a priest. I don't know, Brandon, does it? into a velociraptor that he falls in love with a hooker and he goes around killing her pimps. So that sounds about right up Brandon's alley. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great movie. It really is a great movie. <laughs> oh, um, I love you so much. <laughs> so very much. Well, I think Chris <laughs> is trying to push him to bring up that topic that he always brings up. I know what. Chris, you're such and a bad Brandon's influence on this show. Brandon's doing so good. I mean, what am I? What topic am I, I? I need clarification. Which topic am I trying to get Brandon to bring up? Dino erotica. Ah, <laughs> oh, dino erotica. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So let's just say that even if we have dino erotica as our theme or our genre. We still have to focus on having a quality protagonist because people need to be able to follow the story with the protagonist through their entire journey. And it better be somebody like Anders was saying think earlier. The form of erotica really requires a protagonist or an antagonist. It does. I it disagree entirely. Otherwise, otherwise, I. It's I am just, just so, naive, and I don't know why people would read it. But does does any porn require a protagonist? And yes. Antagonist? Um, I I no. would argue that no. depending on the nature of the source material, it does, because you can have stories that are actual like like plot driven stories that just also happen to have some pretty spicy scenes in it, a very descriptive it, nature, it, it um, and still have it be a legitimate book. It literally makes it when you say that it makes me think of a, hi ma'am, this is your pizza. Would you like to like the pizza delivery? <laughs> what are you watching? That there's a ma'am in it. <laughs> I'm just saying for reference, like the pizza delivery boy shows up and he's like, "Is this your 12 inch?" Like, and she's like, "I <laughs> I believe Andres wants to interject and save us yeah, from this let's, topic." Let's let Andres. Go on to Sharknado. No, I actually, actually, I'm about to make it worse. Oh my but... gosh, no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so in okay, everybody knows in porn, the uh, protagonist is the bottom and the antagonist is the top. Period. Okay, that's that's point number one. 
and we okay. <laughs> we 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 talked about um protagonist can be a person an animal or an inanimate object what about the protagonist being a topic like erotica okay okay Wow, M. <laughs> I <laughs> Oh my god. Push that idea right down the toilet. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. This conversation took a turn. Let's just say that. Like I don't I don't understand yeah, where everything is. I have been drinking cuz I have not. I can promise you that I have not, because I don't. So this is all Brandon's fault, apparently. Are you fucking? I mean, I'll own it. That's fine. I'll take that. Except Brandon I mean, doesn't I... drink either. So yes, I. Well, I do drink. I just don't drink regularly. You guys don't know how much I needed this laugh tonight. I'm. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm. <laughs> um. Okay. We have like seven minutes left. Can we talk about a few protagonists that people enjoy as far uh, as some great protagonists? Because Brandon, you asked me at the beginning who a great protagonist was. Are the orcas a protagonist? No, we are not talking about the orcas again. Damn it. James, James Bond. James Bond is a great protagonist. I love James Bond. James Bond makes me so happy. Mostly I think it depends on which James Bond. Which but... James Bond? <laughs> wow, okay. Um... Daniel Craig, I... he was awesome. He was awesome, I will agree. Um, Brandon, do you have, besides Orcas, do you have a great protagonist, and why are they a great protagonist? Uh, I would have to go with Simba. From okay. Life. Okay. Why is he a great protagonist? Because you, I mean, you just follow his story, right? Like, you just see him grow into this, into the king. But that's just... So, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna chime in real quick. Don't I'm gonna chime in real quick. So, to me, a great protagonist has to be someone that is relatable to the reader. They can't be like, a, so a, a protagonist can be like some perfect deity, but that's boring. You don't care about a perfect deity. You care about the struggles they go through. You care about the flaws that you can relate to. You care about the different things that make them human, even if they're not a human protagonist, because there's tons of those out there too. Um, and that's what makes a good protagonist is when you, you give them things that people can relate to and people care about. Um, so in Simba's case, you feel the plight for the death of Mufasa. Um, so you, like, you care about the fact that his dad's dead, that he's had to go through all of these trials and tribulations. Also, if anyone says spoilers on that, that movie's been out for 30 years. Get wrecked. You're, um, you're good. Spoilers. But, uh, get wrecked. Um... But yeah, no. So like, it's you care about somebody. He's a great protagonist because he has this hardship that you can that people can relate to. You know, loss and grief and struggle, um, all in the form of this adorable little cartoon lion and questionable content in that movie. Chris, we covered all that. You were late. I wasn't here, so I had to do a recap. Okay. I 
nothing that Chris added to the conversation. So we're going to we're going to let him have a pass, Brandon. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll have to talk about that later. Oh no, mommy and daddy are fighting again. Wham. <laughs> Chris, do you have a protagonist that you really enjoy? So, oh man. Um one of my favorite protagonists uh, of recent media uh, was Luce from The Owl House. Um, oh, because... I love that show. Because Luce is a main character like in the beginning of it she's dealing with because she knows she's her own divergent she's definitely not the average person um she's got a lot of things that are clearly going on um and she has to kind of deal with all that and come to terms with all of this and throughout the series even though she's in this setting that makes her extremely happy she still has these relatable struggles like she's worried about like what her, is her mom gonna think um you know missing her family and like dealing with the fear of judgment and just things like that and coming to terms with like, Hey, you know, this girl that she likes and stuff like that. Um, and it makes her a really great protagonist because you want her to succeed and you care and you feel bad when she doesn't. And if you've seen the season finale, you understand why you cried. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay. Anayat or Andres, do you do either one of you have a protagonist that you'd like to share in these last few minutes that we have on our first season wrap up? Percy Jackson. Ooh, Percy Jackson, good one. Why is Percy Jackson such an awesome protagonist? I don't know. You don't know, and that's okay. The, some of the reasons that we love protagonists are because we don't know what makes them so amazing or so great because they they just resonate with us on a deeper level. And so, not knowing is a great compliment to the to the author. Um, Rick's amazing, um, and he has given you a character that is so human you can't help but get grasp what he is and go along for the ride well mine would have to be maleficent ooh i love it dive into that well you it, it kind of it kind of flips you see where Maleficent was misunderstood and wronged. So she's a protagonist and she's actually protecting Sleeping Beauty, whereas the king is the evil bastard. So he becomes the antagonist. Love it. Love it. I think Kathleen has one. She jumped on. Kathleen, are you there? Yes, I am. I was hitting the wrong button. <laughs> You're good. <laughs> um, mine is so far off from what you all have been talking about, but I love Ted Lasso. <laughs> okay, why? As the protagonist. I love everything about him. I love his background story. I love how he loves his family. I love how he's in a kind of a foreign land, not speaking the lingo. Uh, I love everything about Ted Lasso, I, it has brightened my life. 
Good. Good. And a, and yeah. a good protagonist should give you a chance to pause and think through things. I love yeah. that. Yes. All right, Jake. Well, I think it's time for us to wrap this up. It was a great discussion. It was a great discussion. It's despite been a great our our tangents. <laughs> it was so much fun. It's you um, know, it's been a great season. I'm so happy we got this started and we got season one underneath our belt. Yep, absolutely. Well, I, I like the dark stuff that we went down. Good, I'm glad. <laughs> We are Thank here you. for you guys, um, and absolutely reach out to us in our off-season, and we will make sure that it is very publicly broadcast when we have chosen a date to come back. Yeah, yes, Jake. I hope we didn't run off a night. We have not. A night's <laughs> good, and I hope Anaya, that we didn't. Sorry. I hope we didn't run off anybody else. I think Anayat has enjoyed every minute of it. <laughs> I'm going to really miss every Wednesday. Me too. We'll be back soon. Don't you guys Don't worry. I was going to say, we'll Jake, I would, like, I would like to point out, I literally changed my work schedules to be available on Wednesday nights for this, right. and then you ended the season. <laughs> hey, hey, we'll be back soon, and then it will all be worth it. Well, oh, hey, can I, can I shamelessly plug my like, podcast real quick? Yes, shamelessly plug your podcast. Okay, so hey, before everything goes, so guys, I, if you don't know, happen to run a YouTube channel called Campfire Corner, uh, in which I write and narrate stories uh, to help give LGBT representation and storytelling. Um, so if you check me out on YouTube, uh, I'm going to be posting, hopefully by the end of the week, uh, part two of a special Pride Month story um, that I've been writing and working on. Uh, I posted part one at the beginning of the month. It, part two was supposed to be out last week, but then I got super sick. Life happens. Um, and it, part two should be out hopefully by the end of the week. It's a really great time. I could use all the love and support that people are willing to give. Um, and if you love LGBT representation and fantasy stories, um, definitely check it out. Yeah. Perfect. And uh, I will just point out that we are absolutely here to support everybody and anybody in the community. Um, we, we love writers, we love authors, we love all of you people out there who decided that we were something fun to listen to. So yes, we thank you, all of you. We wouldn't do this if it weren't for all of you doing, jumping in every week. And Jake and I, we, it was a hard decision to take a break, but we, we recognized we needed to take a break for a little bit and we'll be back. I think we're shooting for the end of August. That, that's, I'm crossing my fingers for the end of August. So, I mean, we all your help coming here. in on your vacation. <laughs> yes. Oh, no worries. It was been... my pleasure. I wouldn't miss it. Yes. It's been a great six months. Six months ago. Wow, this. it's been six months. Yeah. January. We started in January. So, five, six months right in there. Right. So, all right, everyone. Thank you. Thank you so much. Enjoy your summer. We will make it very well known once we decide an official date to come back. So, have Bye, fun. y'all. See you later. Bye. 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 Bye.